man don't know shit. Uh, I see him. Here he comes, the big man himself. Hey, hey David. David Francis Cooper. Mm, how you doing? Morning, sir. <laughs> he just woke up. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. That's how we do it. We just start. And we have a destination today, and that being coffee, because I need a coffee, and I love coffee. I don't know about your feelings on coffee. Do you drink a lot? I think I need one. <laughs> well, that's feeling enough. Yeah. All right. right now, we're in Mile End, and one of my all-time favorite coffee spots in all of Montreal is not too far from here. It's called Olympico mm -hmm. Cafe. Do you go there every once in a while? Uh, Every once in a long while, yeah. Hey, actually, just pull back in right here for a second. I'm just gonna get you a little. Yeah, I might as well get you some reference material here. Hold hey, on. here we go. Back in a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's a short, short interview, eh? Yeah, man. Not bad. See ya. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. I don't oh, know if you, you got have there. one of these. What is that? That's too much information. The new Smashers album. Yeah, it's for you. This nice. Is your, uh, this is your, uh, your reference copy to just. Uh, Thank you. So that we're not talking about some imaginary records somewhere. <laughs> no, this is awesome. Well, it's cool. I mean, I I've known you for many years now, probably too many to mention, and you're into all kinds of wild shit. And this is your new thing, man. Mm-hmm. It's been how out how long now? Oh. Oh, it's just it's just out like uh, June I guess yeah so it's still fairly new yeah 12 songs no wait sorry I can't even count <laughs> 14 songs sorry mm -hmm. the artwork is amazing on it yeah it's uh, Rupert Bottenberg nice and, uh, if you look really hard now the, every one of our little things that are probably and everybody's welcome to use them as tattoos <laughs> this one for example that's it get all montreal tattooed up now yeah like this, <laughs> this one for example with the little broken neck guy mm -hmm. in the back of the neck with the lightning bolts a two is next to it so side a oh okay so again two. so every song has an image that goes along with it yeah so like uh, on this side we got the b's and so b one good vibes yeah, good it's like vibes. a nice nice heart pattern with a heart or B5 with the big hook. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, hooky. <laughs> right on. Yeah. I have a feeling you probably did a bunch of hooky in your uh, uh, yeah. lifetime. Uh, <laughs> I actually, like, uh, this is an album I know fairly well. I mean, we went on tour together when this album came out, so I got to hear quite a few of the songs live, um, well, every night actually. And there's the rest of the guys. <laughs> yeah, man, the whole Smasher crew. Uh, it's been a while, I think, since you guys put out an album, eh? Before this one? Oh, it, we, we, we have a steady output of every couple of years, yeah. Right on. Like, probably every four to five years. <laughs> <laughs> How many albums do you guys yeah, out, have out awesome. so uh, already? What? It's I in, think blue, in, in yellow vinyl? Yeah. So, it's uh, probably about nine albums now or something. That's pretty impressive. I mean, if you don't count people making their own bootlegs and stuff, which... <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of that when we first started the band because of the uh, being the '90s and everything was on CD, and mm -hmm. people were trading trading uh, mixed CDs and stuff. Yeah. 
Well, it's definitely, I mean, changed a lot with the times. <laughs> mixed CDs, I remember burning that and it was such a pain in the ass and it wasn't as cool as mixed tapes were. No. You know, <laughs> like staying up all night listening to the radio and just well, waiting for that one song that you can record so you could hear it again. Yeah, and then you'd have the song start like right a little bit at the beginning, like uh, you'd, you'd, because you reach for the button, so it's always like, days, <laughs> you know. That's right. Do you remember the first song that you ever recorded off the radio? First song was off the radio? Yeah. It would, well, I mean, whatever it was, it was something off of uh, AM 1360 New Brunswick Bathurst uh, radio station. <laughs> One of the earliest things I could think of, huh, is, let's see. AM radio, right? AM radio, it has more <laughs> overdriven sound. It's like... <laughs> and, uh, yeah, probably like uh, Rick Derringer or something like that, because uh, I was a fan of his, so... I remember the first one I ever recorded on radio because there was some, I can't remember what the show was called, but it was like late night show and it was like some like hard rock uh, show that they had. Was it show or oh. was it an Ottawa, Ottawa radio station? I can't remember, but I do remember the first song I ever recorded. It was uh, in this segment and I think it was only an hour uh, long and I'd stay up till like, you know, 11 o'clock at night to get ready to record the, uh -huh. these songs because living in the country I had no access to this music, you know? Sure. And I remember the three songs. One was um, an ACDC song and it was live off of the Let There Be Rock album. I think it was the song Let There Be Rock. But then uh, I remember the other song, it was the, the first Beastie Boys album ever came out and uh, they didn't know where to put them. I mean, yeah, there were hip hop or rap and stuff, but at the same time, that first album was produced by uh, Rick, uh, Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, that's, that's right. right. You know, and so they, they, I think their first airplanes were really on metal shows, well, which yeah. was kind of funny. You well, because they also had the guy from uh, Slayer on guitar for Fight for Your Right to Party. Terry King from Flair, he did the guitars on that's that. That's his guitar solo. What? That's I why no it's idea. so oddball. Like it's like it's a, it's not a, it's not a blues solo. It, well, some of it is, but it's mostly a, like a crazy uh, metal guy doing it. Yeah. That's I, wild. I, I could be wrong, but I think so. <laughs> I have a feeling you're uh, probably right. Usually, when I shout at these stupid uh, little tidbits, I, I I'm I've been either told by somebody that's wrong or. Uh, I, I, I've somehow heard it by some announcer or something, yeah. And that is how we learn to get smart and fill our heads with all this crazy, amazing oh, shit. I, I'm <laughs> such a magnet for useless information. Yeah. Well, that's why I was really excited to have you ride along with me today. Because, like, you are definitely somebody in my life that, you know, if I have a, you know, a question about some random thing, you're, you're definitely in my top uh, five people of who I call to, yeah, you know, get shit figured out. Yeah. I could be either exactly right or terribly wrong. <laughs> One or the other. Like, like my grandfather <laughs> ever said, though, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> wow, that is a good one. <laughs> right? Yep. I pretty much live my life based on that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, fact and uh, fiction or just a good time. You're talking about taping off the radio. I also have tapes that I pulled out of my boxes there, like in the house from years ago. We're from Brave New Waves on CBC. That's with, right. Uh, Brett Banbury. I remember that show. I'm still listening to them and they still sound it great. It still exists? I have uh, another one from uh, like the, the, what was the West Coast one? Nightlines. Uh huh. And uh, that was. Uh, uh, like the top 100 songs of all times countdown and it's like you know like a, a half of the people who are in the top 100 songs of all time countdown like they you would never have heard of them like a, a Tim Buckley and stuff it's like <laughs> what you know it's like or yeah yeah Jeff Buckley's dad and it's like whoa he wasn't is he Canadian or something? 
No, he's like an American or something, but you know, it's just like there was a whole lot of stuff in the top 100 of all time, which was just weird. Like John Lennon, I mean, how does he end <laughs> up on a top 100 now? I mean, the Beatles would, but anyway, yeah. That's, that's wild, man. <laughs> Sure. So where are we well, here we are. We're oh. right in front of Olympico, and I'm gonna go get us a coffee. So, Dave, I'll make you... sure they don't steal your camera. <laughs> it's probably not worth that much. I mean, I love you, uh -huh. uh, you know, GoPro and all. <laughs> there's other things. You... Well, no, there's nothing else really of value. Maybe, maybe my leather jacket. All right, I'll be back in a second. Smashing. Man, I don't know. There's a couple things about coffee. One is, a, I just like this shit. But you know, when you, sometimes you do have a favorite place. Uh, you know where you want want to get your coffee. I am convinced that a you you tend to go to the place that you like the best. Maybe it's cheaper and stuff. But I also think there's a psychological reassurance to it as well. I mean, you get used to a flavor every time you have it. It brings you back to that you know kind of happy place. And I, I always feel that way about Olympico. I'm oh, always happy to stop here. I don't even know if what they serve is coffee. It's like it's <laughs> something else. It tastes so good. Absolutely incredible. I also like the uh, social scene. Uh, that they have here as well in the sense like I, I remember in the hockey playoffs sitting outside in the snow and they had TV plugged in on the terrace and a whole bunch of people just hanging out yeah you know it brings that whole neighbor uh, neighborhood thing together yeah I mean this area has always been really mm. big for like sit around outside oh, absolutely yeah. and um, uh, like I saying it you know it, it's just it's one of those feel good places and I, I don't say any of this because like they're if they're no. a sponsor or anything like that, it's just like that. No. I like my destinations to really just be places I like, you know. Uh, sponsor yet, you mean? Uh, That's right. If, I, if ever I, I I wanted or needed a sponsor, it would be much more like you know Ford. Come fix my van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a new one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if ever anybody works at a garage or at Ford, uh, we could uh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> that type of sponsor would be definitely into. Are they for us or what? No, it's the paramedics. Uh, they got to get around. I mean, weed's legal now, isn't it? Like, I don't know. What's that? Nothing. I just blew a <laughs> Weed is legal? I said, weed's legal now, isn't it? <laughs> Go, I'm, I'm so used to being... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's sound for me. You know, there's a whole generation of people that like still get sketched out. It's hard to adjust the whole weed is legal thing. You uh, know what I mean? Like, sometimes you'll, you'll be with somebody and they, they light up a spliff outside a club or something like this. You're all hanging out. Next thing you know, somebody's like, oh, man, there's cops over there. It's like, all yeah, right. But yes, yeah, there are. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I'll bet you it's made the police's job way easier just by, uh, you know, being able to talk to people. They don't run away. Well, that's it and I mean like also an honest citizen wants to go to the cops and they can't because they just smoke some weed in their house <laughs> you know and it's like God. yeah and also I mean like not just for the police but I mean also for the whole court system and stuff I mean you know getting bogged down oh we're, with paying, we're paying more for lawyers than we are like that's all it is really it's just like police taking the day off to go to court and lawyers to plug up the courthouse and it's like now we don't have as at least now we can get the courthouse plugged with things that we could be useful to prosecute. Well, absolutely, and I, I always heard that judges in general got really annoyed at like simple pot possession uh, cases and stuff like that. Sometimes they'd be so annoyed they'd just throw it out anyway, you know, because they're like, why are you I, wasting mice? I have never heard of anyone get away with anything on uh, pot. Oh, no? No, never. Well, it's, see, it's, apparently K-Man don't know shit. Yeah, you don't know shit, K-Man. K-Man don't know shit. Yeah. No, I, I mean, have you ever had problems with, like, weed and stuff in your life and legal... Uh... Well, I can't talk about it. I'm still trying to... <laughs> Otherwise, it, I wouldn't be able to get out of the trouble anymore. Well, that's it. We don't want, we don't want to get you into any more trouble than you are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. It all started with a Cheech and Chong record. <laughs> 
<laughs> How old were you when you first watched Cheech and Chong? Well, it was a record, and uh, I oh. think, it, and uh, my, we went to my friend's house, and he he uh, snuck it out of his brother's room, and we went into his bedroom, and we listened to it like at really quiet. And everything it was like Dave's on here, and we just as, as a kid, like as an adult, you kind of kind of get a little tired of that act there, but. That is what every kid, like, ball rip laughs at when they first hear Chase and John, there's no here, or class, class. It, it's crazy how, like, I, I think when it came out, it, it, I wouldn't call it underground or anything, but it was definitely, like, a, a niche market, you know what I mean? Well, but I mean, who hasn't heard of Cheech and Chong? Yeah. You know what I mean? It just became it's all, such a part it, of our culture. It's almost like friendly, fa <laughs> family, I'm stoned, huh? <laughs> family friendly comedy for people who want to be bad. Mm. They'll teach you how to be bad in a family friendly way. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I think of Cheech and Chong, I always just picture, I can't remember which one it was, I think it was Cheech. That was like down on his hands and knees looking in the water talking to some koi fish or something like that or maybe some other kind of fish. But I mean, we I think everybody went through a phase of like, you know, smoking reefer and, you know, watching their movies in a gang or oh with their buddies God, and stuff a, like that. I, I just binged everything all the way up to the Corsican Brothers or whatever, <laughs> like the other day. <laughs> I think it's even on YouTube, the entire movie. Uh, I don't know if that's right or legal or not, YouTube? but I think it is. Yeah, that is YouTube. YouTube yeah, I think it's, it's just a Oh yeah, you can find those. Uh, well, you know, they're not too, uh, you know, being the, uh, the 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 hip, uh, you know, liberals that they are. They a lot of their stuff like will surface on online every now and then, and you know when it's available, people will watch it, and then you know their big huge parent company will take it off, you know, but. The, those guys are still kicking around eh, and doing all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, they're even coming to Montreal really soon. Well, I know Chong is out of jail now. He <laughs> Life goals. Well, I mean, they really, they, you know, you talk about your stupid pot laws. The, he, they stuck, they took him to, to court because he sold bongs, and you know how it always says at the bottom of a, like an ad or whatever it says, you know, uh, not, you know, offer not available in some states. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's because it was illegal in some of the states, <laughs> and the only reason he went to jail was uh, he was. Uh, uh, he, he he licensed his name to be associated with the product. So the police are That's like, are you the guy ludicrous. from the, the, the Tommy Chongbong? And he's like, yeah. And it's like he had nothing to really do about it, but he was such a... I mean, it was terrible, but he was such... Like, they really just wanted to make an example of him. Mm -hmm. And he was such a cool cat that he, uh, he... Instead of, like, suing some other company that was making bongs, like some poor glass blower or something, uh, he went to jail. And uh, his... his, his uh, Oh, what was it? The best part was uh, his uh, his cellmate was the guy who uh, wrote Wolf of Wall Street. What? Really? That's wild. Anyway. And I love Montreal. Right now we're still up in Mile End. We just passed a whole bunch of young uh, students, I think. Uh, Hasidic Jewish yeah. uh, students and uh, Dave's just waving to them right now. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Any, any, you know what? It, it's funny. You've been around the world. You've been to many cities. You played played the music all over. See, so see, you, so you've had a hands-on kind of feel for all these different cities. I mean, one thing about Montreal that I love it is its multi-culturalism uh, and you know mm -hmm. just so much different stuff going on. But for can sure. you really imagine living in a city where? You know, you go by different groups. Everybody's like, it's a negative thing. You know what I mean? It's, well, I mean, it's sometimes wild, it can't be. I mean, it, it's a like, it's a big world. And anybody who, uh, if you live in Montreal long enough, anybody who generalizes a group of people is a is a complete idiot. It's like when somebody says, "Oh, you're wearing that." Well, you know, everybody doesn't wear that anymore, and it's like everybody. 
<laughs> you have to, and then that one person is a singular person. People will say like, oh, uh, the whole world is against me or whatever. You know, it's like you can't generalize. You have to be, it's an asshole by asshole world. And, <laughs> and sometimes you're the asshole and sometimes they're the asshole. Some people sing about you. It's sing. a wonderful world Dave sings. It's an asshole by asshole yeah, world. Asshole. I love it. It's an asshole by asshole world. That's it. I, I couldn't agree with you more though. I mean, it's definitely true. Hey, no, but I, I'm not, I am not some Disney with a kid holding hands saying it's a small world. Like, oh, everyone's the same. Oh, that would be so boring because yeah. most of the world bores me already. No. What the hell? The, 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 you can't generalize anything. Like, And you just take a swing at the one that pops mm -hmm. up that you don't like. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I took a listen to your album. Let's get back to the album for a second. Uh, like I love bouncing all over the place. By the way, mm. it's absolutely. Well, great I've part. already I've already given you names. Of <laughs> I can't believe you gave me a copy of that. That's yeah, super sweet. You can use those as places to insert the sound. Song, <laughs> like break my neck, and the other one was what? It was earworm and. Well, break my neck. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. See, I I I know where it comes from, but I mean, when like. When I heard it the first time, I wasn't, uh, you know, sure what kind of song it was going to be, whether it was like a, you know, a punky one, if it's up-tempo or whatever. But when I heard it the first time, I was totally shocked. Eh? That's a smooth song. Oh, he, uh, it's yeah. It's really, really well done. Well, I mean, uh, I think it had a lot to do with all the trouble that we went through to get that to that point of making the song because mm -hmm. Matt went through a hard point where he actually uh, had a, an accident where he when, broke his neck. Sorry, when, <laughs> when, when, when Dave's talking about Matt he's talking about Mr. Matt Collier the voice of the smashers on the and, uh, smashers. Yeah. well well that's it uh, uh, you know they, that, they do that like could, that could be him I mean, uh, <laughs> it's tall enough that's his uh, yes yeah, <laughs> I guess it's arterial since it's blue it's not, it's not his circulatory. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But but that's it. So so what 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 is the story? What happened there? Oh God. Uh, he was playing. We played a show, and uh, it was in the middle of winter, and it was a great little rockabilly bar in the back of a uh, a garage, and so it gets pretty intimate. <laughs> and when we get kind of uh, really. Uh, close and intimate, the drinks start flowing and people start, uh, you know, like uh, getting a little rougher than they should be. And, <laughs> Canadians uh, getting rowdy here. <laughs> and uh, suffice to say, after a little bit of time, um, somebody came from the back room and said, uh, Matt broke his neck. And uh, I was like, wow. And uh, so we spent the night in the uh, in the hospital with Matt and uh, it took him a long time to get over and we actually made for the song from this record, <laughs> uh, for "Break Your Neck," we we actually had his uh, the the doctor, who was the uh, the one who took the well. There's an X-ray technician and the right, doctor. Right. We asked permission to use the X-ray for a, a flexi single. Yeah, flexi singles are coming back. You think you think you're, you think you're all good with all your vinyl, eh? That's an old, we went one always further. up in the bar, you yeah. fucker. Now, now, now all we have to do is bring magazines back so we can put the flexi in the magazines. I miss magazines. I'm so really tired of not having my favorite magazines. I, I know. Okay, wait, because I, I know both of us, when we, especially like once you start, you know, sipping down some coffee and getting, you know, all we're right, really bouncing all, right. all over the place. But that, that song, I mean, that that happened like quite a while ago, right? What the, uh, the well the injury? The injury is probably like three years now or two years. Yeah. But I mean, it, 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 he had a really fast recovery. He was really good at, uh, uh, you know, like uh, he had a very very good doctor and he had a very good uh, loving lady, uh, his wife uh, Jen, to see oversee and probably like 
boot his ass uh, to get his uh, physio and stuff done. So yeah, good job, Jen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, so okay, so he hurts himself. You know, breaks neck. Obviously, show probably didn't happen. And uh, here we are, three years later, and there's the song "Break Your Break Your Neck" comes out on the album. I mean. Being in a band and stuff, I, did you guys go through a moment of like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? Uh, are we gonna be able to continue? How bad is oh, this? Oh no, I thought it was over. I thought I'd have to go like, you know, answer that ad that says, uh, employees for McDonald's, any hours. <laughs> That's where I'm heading next. Like, like, I could pick my own hours at Tim Hortons or, or, or McDonald's. Yeah, God. one of those places you'll find me working. <laughs> so you're just re all, all ready to fucking. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the second Matt uh, like uh, the, uh, like breaks anything else, I think that's when I. Uh, yeah. So now we're kind of trying to treat him uh, well. I'm saying we're trying to treat him mice, <laughs> but uh, the very one of the very first shows I played with him when he came back after his surgery, he jumped head first into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny because like uh, like I, I know Matt really well as well, and, and uh, you know he's such a, a clowny, fun guy to hang out with. But every once in a while, man, he just like goes over that line and boom! Yeah. Don't let him hurt himself again. No, he's no, got to keep making in records. I here. think we got a, like a like a harness and a leash. That, <laughs> That's you know, it. Like it's, yeah. Be like one of those mothers that you know. You ever see that with yeah, the kids on the leash that, and stuff like what that? What is it? Uh, the, um, uh, on, I think on The Simpsons they had a child on a leash <laughs> or something at a baby convention and they have the translator for babies. And on the translator for babies, it goes, gat gat, and it goes, this leash demeans us both. <laughs> That's it. Man, it, it always freaks me out. Every time like uh, I'm around, I mean, people still do it sometimes. They'll be in a park and they got their kid on a leash. I like, love this park. What the I hell? spent a lot of time in this park. There's a swimming pool close to here that uh, I remember it was after a night of drinking or it's been some, you know, mm -hmm. crazy that, night that's out when you usually that we all got naked park. and jumped that, that fence and scratched ourselves up on that fence and it went swimming there about four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Wait, you know, did I just give that up? The, you should take the clothes off before you jump the fence, like, or after you jump the fence so that you don't scratch yourself up. <laughs> we weren't firing on all pistons no, there. No, the logic, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm always able to think really well. I get, you know, but when, like, instead of being 100% right, I'm usually about 98% right. That's it. And it's that 2% that gets me at one point after a night of that. Yeah. That's like, you know, rolling the dice and constantly hitting a six, right? Yeah, and then just once, uh, you, you know, like, uh, there's, oh, you gotta watch what you bet on. I am all over this. <laughs> we got a Ford. We're driving in a Ford Econoline 150 and drove this thing coast to coast multiple times. You got a treater, right? I don't even have can't a can't even see the, the mileage in a hot. It's a uh, hundred. How many numbers is that? <laughs> Too many. It's at 181 uh, thousand kilometers. Uh, 181, right eh? Yeah. And you bought it at what? <laughs> I don't know, but 30, it's doubled. 30, I'm sure. 30,000 or 40,000. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it definitely needs some love. That's why. Remember. Ford sponsors. We need a windshield. We need uh, bearings. Ford, yeah. We need yeah, Ford. the list could be long. So sit down, uh, grab pencil, and take notes. I but guess uh, like Ford, <laughs> Ford, right? Exactly. No, that's <laughs> Ford. Ford. Back to the album. Too much information, you crazy bastard. Um, <laughs> other songs that hit me, just because I like one of the things I like about you and your personality is that you have many quirks to you. And a person that doesn't have quirks is usually, you know, not very entertaining to me. And you happen hmm. to be one of the most entertaining people no, I know. No. <laughs> you know the first law of entertainment. <laughs> be entertaining. <laughs> That's it. But 
there's a song called Good Vibes on the album. And uh, yep. it starts with some weird hand okay, snapping. Well, yep, yep. What's that? That was like, uh, I was thinking like uh, spring was happening earlier this year and uh, I started thinking of grade six when I went to Catholic high school and the <laughs> girls went in one door and the guys went in the other door and when you but sat at in class. at least you guys were in the same building. No. <laughs> no. If, if we were in the same class, if uh -huh. we were in, but no, it was like this, like when you go to class, the girls were all on one side of the room and the boys were all on the other side of the room and n <laughs> nine times out of ten, it was a, it was a, a, a nun or something up front or there was somebody who was a woman who preferred to teach girls because they were so much better at learning than the guys <laughs> in the class. So we all sat on one side and got half taught. And uh, so when it came time, and you couldn't talk to these girls, and you'd be looking at the back of their neck and going, oh. <laughs> and you'd be watching them every day get better, looking and better looking, while you're just kind of going like, oh, I'm a teenager. <laughs> so anyway, uh, when recess happened, <laughs> The best thing would happen is you could co-mingle, <laughs> but you couldn't talk to each other. So, um, in, in wait a minute, you, you can talk to each other because not really. I mean, it was really frowned upon for oh, the guys okay. to go hang out with the girls. I'd say I wasn't sure if it was just because you were scared to no, talk to them or you weren't allowed was, to. No, it wasn't really against the rules. But you know, uh, none had come over and like try like you know the, the, <laughs> when they have a bell, the, you know they could really give it to you like you know, they, you know when they say ring your bell, the pow. So anyway, uh, or move along. Usually they're just walking along, just going. Like, oh, move along, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, like, what are you kids doing over there? Why aren't you? So, at the door going out for, uh, for recess, they had buckets of, uh, of, um, skip ropes. And we would do double dutch. <laughs> and so, in order to be able to talk to girls, because, uh, I don't know how long the story's getting, but, uh, <laughs> in order to be able to talk to girls when you're a guy, you stand in line, and it's usually a couple of girls talking to each other, but you're supposed to be singing a, uh, like a, like a, 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 like a one of their typical dumb uh, like uh, schoolyard songs or whatever. Right. Hey USA, <laughs> just got or was it? Get out of my way! Just got back from the USA or some kind of. I, I can't hardly remember anything, but the, you would, you know, and then you'd go in. And the thing is, is uh, if you wanted to stand next to a girl and like catch their stuff, or you could sing really loud and annoying, hey, 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 and just be really dumb because as long as you're just doing something, and sometimes you just totally wreck like. A, you know, everybody would be singing. So I remember something. What a what a what a boring hike or something like. Oh, that's a friend of mine. <laughs> what a boring that. hike. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, anyway, but uh, so then you get in, and if you screw it up, if you, because you only have 15 minutes, and everybody in the school wants to go through the uh, the, the the double dutch, and we'd all be doing, you know. <laughs> And we'd be hand clapping, and we'd be with girls, and we'd watch the girls jumping. <laughs> <laughs> it's so primal. I love it. Yeah, it was really good when they would uh, just sort of, it's just, you know, it, it was a great way to socialize with girls without having to talk to them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not, awesome. not because I don't want to talk to girls, but because I don't want to show that I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> well, 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 I don't want to let the idiot out of the bag. <laughs> well, trust me, it comes after anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's no avoiding that so, one. So uh, that's where I wrote uh, for this with record. Good vibes, yeah. uh, with good vibes. Is that that is supposed to be done with a uh, double Dutch troupe. And I'm thinking maybe some point in the future at uh, some festival or something we'll get a either do it ourselves and just have a skip 
rope and learn because you one hand high, one hand low, one mm -hmm. hand high, one hand low. And if you screw it up and you break the, the rhythm of the rope and everything and you get catch on your foot, you're gonna get beat up after school. You're, that, you're, you're like that, that was a good way for the hopscotch bullies are out. It's a good way for people to determine that you're gonna get beat up that day. And if you didn't, you just sort of smoothly go on and nobody notices. But someone like uh, my friend Jeffy, he got hit on the foot and he forgot. And it was like the next, you, they were just waiting for him to go to school with rocks and everything. Yeah, and those new friends with kids, man. Hey, there, you know, it, it, you know, there wasn't a lot on TV then. We had to make our own drama. You know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Writing episodes every day yeah, at school. And uh, what was it? Uh, so anyway, we have that song and vibes, good vibes, and it was just a simple little thing to say uh, when you do a double dutch. And I figure on stage, before the show or sometime part of the show, we'll just use that. You know, the same way we did King of Tuesday Night, which is only a tiny little bit, a little snippet, and maybe have some girls come out and do it, and a couple of guys do it. I'd like to find. Somewhere, anybody who has a double dutch troupe and just like, uh, like this, this one time when we had a song called Kung Fu Master, we started the show with a Kung Fu uh, uh, demonstration. If, and, anybody and they, they out here, if anybody out here is in a double dutch troupe, <laughs> <laughs> that's still a thing. Yeah, I'd like feel to, free to email kmandonknowshit at gmail.com and I'll man. hook you up with Dave because he's looking for a double dutch troupe here. <laughs> Even, even better than that would be a kung fu uh, troupe that could do double dutch and like <laughs> high flying kicks. <laughs> so it's double dutch in a gi. All right. <laughs> wow. I, it must, awesome. It's got to be this. I'm like, <laughs> I'd like to thank Olympico for making Olympico. us nuts. <laughs> I like to thank Olympico. <laughs> yeah, man. I love that stuff though. I, I can just go back and get, do circles and go get them. That's the best. I mean, I, 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 it's, well, it's, it's actually kind of hot. I got to say, it's a bit hot in the van. I like doing this with the uh, windows it, up for it's noise. It's one or the other, but one, I don't think the sunlight is making me talk 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, the sunlight's definitely making me sweat. But, <laughs> but it's funny because, because Ford, um, when I, I have a fan switch here and it's on vent, yeah, right? But, I mean, but low does nothing. Uh, first gear does nothing, second gear does nothing, and high is on full blast. So it's either off or on full uh, blast. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, what, this is a click switch. Uh-huh. And it is, oh, damn it. <laughs> yes! Man of many skills here, he's now taken off the switch. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, it's a click stop switch, which would be, uh, a little bit of um, uh, uh, deoxid. I'll run, like when we're done this, I'll run into the house. I'll grab my deoxid can and I'll spray it out, and I'll bet you a hundred. And you have to ask it's yourself why I love Dave Cooper, <laughs> the, the man who gave me, and I still have it down here somewhere. Uh, gorilla that, glue. That pistol? It, well, no, <laughs> not the pistol. The gorilla glue. He on the last tour, my uh, oh, yeah. my fingers split <laughs> open, and here he is patching up my my finger with gorilla glue. Yeah. And I gotta say that stuff was, you know. But don't use Amazing. yeah. But don't use uh, uh, crazy glue, because crazy glue will uh, the heat underneath your finger will make it peel off. Uh. Gorilla glue, glue, glue <laughs> gorilla, gorilla glue, glue stays yep. porous, uh. so the sweat can go through it. 
<laughs> K-Man's learning shit on the show today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, I should have a different outfit right. for everything. Do you remember, though, what was cool with that? I mean, first of all, my finger was destroyed, and we, we patched it up with the glue and all, but then, you know, not stop there. Went around and fixed everybody's shoes on the tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gorilla glue. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Love that stuff. No, that stuff's going to take over. I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure it's just like uh, somebody made a bad batch at the crazy glue plant, and it's like, wow, this works even better. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, most great products seem to come from accidents, right? <laughs> or, or car accidents. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Oh yeah. Man, see that? That's Tesla. We uh, Tesla uh, car. I think it's a Model S. Just uh, drove by us. That's one of my life goals right now. I love those cars, but I've never actually been in one, and I'm really dying. Have you ever been in an electric like a, car? It's like a Toyota. I mean, <laughs> if you're gonna make a car of the future, make it look like the future. <laughs> you hear that, Tesla? Your stupid car looks like a Toyota. <laughs> it just looks like a, it just looks like a like a potato, like a what is it? What would you call it? A, a oh God, man, that got me mad. Oh, it's like a, it's like oh, it's it's just. Uh, Why, I, you know, the fact that it's in gray as well as probably, you know, have, you know, tainting your vision of it. Well, it doesn't even... No, does it have, it's no. just a... <laughs> you know, in the 50s when they said what the future would look like, <laughs> half of it was completely useless. If you get so much extra power out of like a like a torque from a from an electric motor, you should have the thing look like it could take off. <laughs> right? Yeah. Not, not stick to the ground with this technology like, oh, we got the wind factor and it's going <laughs> to... Like for a couple of extra dollars worth of gas, you could have a beautiful car. Instead, I, I, it's like just penny-pinching, utilitarian potato cars. <laughs> Shit. I would absolutely love <laughs> one day to have an electric van for tour for the amount of like driving that we do and stuff. But I mean, I don't think they have them where you could actually go that far yet. You know I mean? Like Canada is a huge freaking country. We're often driving 10, 12 hours a day. And I, I know this because Dave spent the entire last tour yeah, <laughs> sleeping asleep. in the back of this van on the ground between every single show. And we're talking about probably, you know, 20, 20 shows or something like that. He basically lived in the back I, of the I van would, the entire I would, way. Go, I would drive eight hours <laughs> and then uh, then I would go to the hotel and sleep eight hours. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good life cycle, you know? Well, that was it. it was definitely, I needed that, that ride. I often say that's one of the things I love about being on the road is that, you know, your daily routine routine even though you can have surprises and cool stuff goes on when you boil it down it's still very basic and I like there's something about the security of knowing what my day is you know waking up at a hotel having a coffee uh, having some food hitting the road driving mm -hmm. you know just mm -hmm. stopping here and there for some food and piss breaks and stuff oh, like that yeah. and then you know you get to the city you do your sound check you go eat a bite you get your hotel go back do the show you know party after the show pass out whatever yeah. time it is and start over again you know it's freaking well, awesome it, it's uh it's pretty apparent to us when we play a show that everybody is like just moaning and groaning it's like <sighs> and they spent the last couple of days knocking themselves out like doing everything they can like i want to watch as much tv i want to drink as much as i can i want to see every one of my friends before i go on a tour because once you commit to the road <laughs> you can't just turn around and go to your friend's house but now with the, the eye face uh, thing the eye face yes you can do you can do a whole lot more than ever before, but I remember when you we're had to interwebbing like, around here. You, you had to stand in a phone booth on the side of the highway, putting ten dimes and nickels into a what with snow whipping underneath the telephone booth. Like, hey, hey, honey, I'm, I'm not running around on him. It makes me think of the scene in Sid and Nancy in the uh, movie, which was a classic movie. Love that movie when he's uh, in on his first tour in the USA and you know trying to call Nancy and stuff and going crazy, you know. 
and all that shit. But yeah, I mean. Oh yeah, the first time a cell phone came out, we got one as a band, and it was like it just sat there and sat there. <laughs> but at least we didn't like when it came time to uh, uh, to advance a show. We weren't trying to wake up a promoter from a drunken night before, or find a guy who's not near a phone, because you know back then you left your phone at home right all the time, and it was not a big deal. Like nobody ever thought to take a phone with you. Even more than the commu- <laughs> the communication thing, though, what gets me is like, like I'm you know I'm lost half the time anyway, but. How the hell did people tour before GPS, man? Well, wow. we, we, uh, GPS. We went from the map book, which <laughs> was really good. It was really great, but it didn't tell you anything like, you know, the expert extermination. It wouldn't say what's on that corner, it would just uh-huh. say that's the corner. So you'd have to know where you're going. Like Horseshoe Tavern, corner of, uh, of uh, Young and uh, ba- uh, was it Bathurst or Bloor or something? Bang, 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 and it, you, on the map it wouldn't say horseshoe, it would just be, you know, like a, on the map, so you have to know where you're going. Uh-huh. Then came MapQuest or whatever, remember it was like a... Um, That's the, right, wasn't it all babe, slow though? It was like on, uh, but what was it, on Ask Jeeves or some kind of thing, oh, it was, it, but you had to print it out. Right. You couldn't take the computer with you, because <laughs> it would be the whole front of the car. But if you have to print it out, why not just print it from a, or use a map book then? Well, because you get a whole bunch of stuff, like your time, like, uh, and, uh, like, uh, things like, uh, that are reasonable, like, uh, like, a, like, a distance, your mm-hmm. time that it takes you to, to travel, knowing that it's only going to be eight hours to travel somewhere, it's like, oh, great. <laughs> I mean, in t- Toronto, you know, five hours. Exactly. You hit but, the Don Valley yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, back when, on a few more. When we, oh, I see her, I see her, man. She's running with no, food no, in her hand, though. I just care to drop the food. food. Yeah, exactly. Reach out and but yeah, grab the, some. Touring, touring the States was great because if you had MapQuest, you knew where you were going to go and you knew which exit you were going to turn off in because it told you what exit and you weren't just guessing on a on a map book. So that was pretty good. And mm-hmm. then after the MapQuest thing or whatever, well, and also being in the States and touring and being at cities you've never been to before. Yeah. You know, it's nice to say that today we have four-hour drive. <laughs> Absolutely, but you know, you notice you said take... four hours in the states, but that's what gets me about Canada. It's so freaking long. Nobody knows like if they haven't it's done eight it. Eight hours they every day, every single day. Every I mean, day. every eight, day, no eight, matter what. Eight isn't even a big day. No, <laughs> you know, no, driving. If you're driving from uh, left to right or right to left, mm-hmm. it's usually about eight hours a day. Oh, yeah, man. When you're driving from south to north or north to south kind of thing like uh that kind of thing it's you got to take a day like you know you're getting in the van and it's like we have a whole day of driving and then we got to get up tomorrow and drive some more tomorrow <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, what, what always gets me i don't know if it's the same for you but it's always like the last day of tour because like where is the tour the tour ending uh, it's rare that it brings you all the way back home no and then that one that one or two days that, like say if you're like in vancouver <laughs> right <laughs> yeah if you're in vancouver and uh you know like it says that's the last day of the tour and you got to go to montreal well you we kind of made it like a like a rolling vacation on the way back, you know, it was <laughs> Exactly. Nice. We, I remember yeah. once we finished in Winnipeg, and like we were just like, by then, you know, we'd been on the road for like six weeks or something like that. And then we're just like, we just want to get home now. There's nothing between Winnipeg and Montreal that's yep. worth stopping at, at all. So we just shift drove 24-7, yeah, you, you know, you, taking that. You, you really, the, you the really beat the hell out of the van. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, man. And it's like you get home and there's like a, 
like there's like steam coming off the tires of the in, in your in your driveway. <laughs> I remember once a long time ago, before even the band came out in the 45s, I was in another band and I was with that some of my buddies. Like we just came back from the East Coast, and I remember we pulled up to Clark Street uh, in, in Montreal, right in front of my buddy uh, Codco's house. And on the we opened the, Clark, yeah. on the corner of Clark, yeah, man. We opened up the sliding door, and the freaking thing just fell off right on Clark Street, right in front of it. <laughs> I was like, "We made it!" <laughs> that's all, you know. That's that's, it. <laughs> that's when you know you beat the hell out of it. Right, well, exactly. Mm. Hey, yeah. Uh, back to the album for a second. The title track, "Too Much Information." Yes. Two things. First of all, great song. Thank you. Absolutely. The intro gets me. Being a musician myself, the intro gets me of how it seems to just like step it's, into it. Yep. It's, 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 it's kind of first, odd. It's kind of cool. Okay, it's our first record that we start on an and. Okay. And. You're saying like three and in it starting? Yeah, one, two, three and. Doo-doo. Or one, two, three. Doo-doo, doo-doo. Right. Yeah, so it's like it has a kind of a. It's supposed to seem like you're coming into middle of a conversation I guess or mm-hmm. whatever it's Matt's uh, Matt's uh, brain trying to be incredibly analytical I guess and saying like, like this, this, this story is already going this record was already playing before you put it on okay. it's already yeah. in progress we're joining our, our, our record already in progress too much information and then the song is pretty much it it's well, it's it. We could have written a song that was like tons and tons of stuff where it's like, a, well, you know, he does say an awful lot of things. It's a very fast rap in it. But also, we could have written choruses that were gigantically long and with many, many words. Mm-hmm. Instead, we just said too much information many, many times <laughs> to tell you that there's too much information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, no, that's great. It's though. like a, it's like a big, con- it's like a room full of people talking. That's one of the things I like about you guys. Actually, it's like a. You know, it, it, it's cool because you're you're actually. I mean, this is what artists do. You know what I mean? They do cool little things that you know you sometimes you notice or don't notice. But um, you know, just adding the lyrical co- or taking the music and doing something in the way that reflects some of the lyrical content is super cool. You know, it, it really is. <coughs> and I have to say, some of my favorite songs in the world just have chorus lines that repeat. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, like, uh, I, I especially like when a chorus says nothing. Like, yeah, 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 Didn't the Flintstones have some, you know, that old cartoon? Uh, well, they had, the, uh, the, the, like, I think the whole family played music and the kids or the babies sang something like that, you know? Oh, uh, the, the, yeah, I know they have one, I'm trying, the Bedrock Beat. <laughs> right, do, that's do, it. But the one that always gets me is the, uh, Open up your heart and let the sun shine in. Oh, let the sun shine in. <laughs> Face it with a grin. Who sang that? Uh, what is it? Uh, winners are the and the devil. Uh, when you start this, uh, the devil always when when you say something wrong, bad, the devil always wins. That's in that song, man. That's a little <laughs> little tiny pebble singing about uh, like uh, vice and religion and all kinds of weird things, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just took it from there and said the red guy always wins. <laughs> yeah, like, it's all because of the Flintstones. I had no idea. Yeah, that's how they got into my head. <laughs> uh, that's the uh, that's the uh, that's a good one. Uh. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh. So listen, we're gonna wrap things up. Okay, and you're gonna Dave, drop me off in Utrema. Is that uh, it? Yeah, that's right. You drop you off over here to get some food. Yeah, but yeah, no, no, I'll we're gonna be uh, swing back down here. But uh, before we do, I'd like to know uh, what you got coming up. Uh, you know, you guys got shows coming on or what's going on? Uh, let's see, coming up. 
somewhere in September on uh, what is it, the 15th or something like that. I guess we got the Sherbrooke. It's like an odd day. It's like a Thursday night. So it's like, uh, it, it, and it's uh, like when we do things like that, it's usually like college is getting in and students are coming out because uh, if you can book a, a show in Sherbrooke on a Thursday night and have uh, the place do really well, uh, you know, it, it, it'll be, uh, you know, anyway. Uh, then like a couple of days past that in the beginning of October, I think we're going to do the, oh, I, oh. Well, forget about all those other shows. See, he, got, he has more going on than he realizes. No, nope. oh, I, I stab my hand, probably like blow your microphone. Um, November first is going to be like the uh, is that the, uh, the, the 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 when we're going to have the Fufun show? Nice in Montreal. Yeah, yeah, with uh, yeah. So uh, that's going to be great. Legendary club with a great lineup. Who is in the lineup? I don't want to get it wrong, so I don't want to say anybody. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. Man. That's the way to do it. Play it safe. Play it safe. <laughs> I, I keep wanting to think it's the coffin case or something. I actually know what it is because I was just looking at the You're the fucking. Other day. Oh, sorry about the it, big F bomb. It, it, isn't it with me? I'm, uh, I'm always. Oh, you're allowed to swear on here. You, anything goes. There's no rules of this shit at okay, all, you know? Well, that's why. It's, it's in the title. There's a, there's a curse right in the title. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, this, uh, are they loading on? Yeah, that's all good, man. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, it's with the Creep Show and the Ray Gun Cowboys. Ray Gun Cowboys? I believe, yeah. And the reason I know I that gonna, is because we were going to do that show as well. Yeah, but well, had. Well, what happened is that we got asked to headline the Montreal Ska Fest, and oh, they're so very you, close together. You got a show with money, then. Well, no, no, it wasn't money, money thing, actually. It was more of a thing that, uh, you know, oh, no, first no, no. of all, the Montreal and, Ska and you're Fest also be doing the the Scum, the us. too, right? So, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Hey, see, it's all starting to come back to me now. It's like now that, uh, you know, you told me all the answers. There, so. <laughs> well, now you let the cat out of the bag. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, October 18th is uh, Friday night. Uh, it came out in the 45s. We're going to be playing, headlining the... Uh, the Friday night at the Montreal Ska yeah. Festival over at uh, Pitsy Campus. But then what's really cool is we, uh, on the next day, on the 19th, <coughs> my birthday, yeah. uh, we're gonna start off with a Ska tribute to the Ramones and get all kinds of people from the uh, Ska scene in Montreal to come sing uh, Ramones songs. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's gonna be a blast. And uh, I know that you're uh, one of the people that's gonna be one of our guests. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. And, I, and I'll also try to wrangle the people who uh, didn't practice before the. Uh, <laughs> that's and, it. And, yeah, and, man. And likewise, they'll they'll wrangle me too. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, ladies and germs, uh, we'll catch you soon. And uh, you've been riding with Dave Cooper from the Planet Smashers, yeah. my brother. And I'm sure we'll get him back on the podcast soon enough. So stay cool and uh, have a good day. Peace out. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Kim and don't know she